0: All right so last week i actually met ray dalio ray dalio has been someone on my list for years of people that i want to meet potentially have him speak at one of our events just have a relationship with and i got my chance last week at the greenwich economic forum so i actually want to walk you guys through this and actually share a few insights on networking especially with very multi-billion deca billionaires like ray dalio how to talk approach how I had actually a really special moment with Ray. We, a couple people came up after me and they are like, man, it feels like you and Ray are like really connected when you guys spoke. And I said, yeah, like I felt the same thing and compared to other people that were kind of talking to him or mobbing him, trying to get a picture or selfie with him. Like we, for whatever reason, got a really deep connection when we talked for about 45 to maybe a minute and a half. And uh, it was pretty interesting. And so this is a, kind of my breakdown of that and the story behind all the stuff with uh, the Greenwich Economic Forum. Welcome to Bullish where we talk about the journey and process to build ourselves and companies into multi-billion dollar people and brands. Currently, my business and investment funds have done tens of millions in revenue, and this is the documentation of the journey to scale to the billion dollar realm, all while we give back and do good in the world. My name is Bridger Pennington, and welcome to Bullish so let me take you back last week me uh, and lincoln went to the greenwich economic forum we actually had one of our black card members come with us named charles jones he came with us he won the award we had like a, a little giveaway we did so he came with us as well which is pretty fun so the greenwich economic forum is a pretty exclusive economic forum um, in greenwich connecticut and it was phenomenal we were there with all these were hobnobbing me and lincoln hobnobbing with the you know the big players of wall street like, for example, uh, you know, me and Lincoln, obviously we run fund launch, and um we have Lincoln's launching a new fund right now that's a GP stakes fund. I run my, uh, you know, crypto hedge fund. But we're talking to guys that are all, they all manage multi-billion dollar funds. I mean, every single person we're there. And <laughs> like one guy, we're in this circle talking. The one, the one guy's like, oh yeah, our fund's raising $20 billion right now for one fund. 20 billion. And he's like, Yeah, we've raised about uh, I don't know, four and a half, five billion, something like that for that fund. And he goes, oh yeah, yeah. Our funds raising 14 billion right now for one fund. And he goes, yeah, we've raised about seven and a half billion right now. I was like, wow. It's like, holy crap. I'm like, right now we're, we're pushing to get to We're trying to get to hundred million right now with our hedge fund. I was like, I don't even want to bring that up, but it seems so small and just insignificant. <laughs> but we did, we talked about it and they were actually super nice. Oh man, I love that you're doing your fund and whatever. And we talked about our, actually Lincoln's GP stakes fund. They loved it and actually crazy enough. So all these big ones, we started to tell them about fund launch. We said, hey, we have 60,000 students around the world. We are, you know, help people launch funds. And we launched 130 funds last year out of our group. And they were, like eyes literally wide open. And at first, a lot of sometimes like, really, you guys actually help people launch funds? Like, yeah, we we get coaches. We have the mentorship. We have events. We do, we have legal team come in pitch deck. We help them figure out the sec compliance. Like we do all this whole thing. And they were like, wow, that's like very useful. And I'm like, yeah, we do big events. We show them the pictures from our events and they were just like literally blown away. Me and Lincoln, we came home. We're like, wow, we stood out like crazy. It's really cool. Um, a lot of these people were like v- very impressed. We met some huge endowment owners that were like, I won't say the name of the endowment, but very huge, massive university endowment was like locked in with Lincoln, wants to invest, wants to be a part of what we're doing, which is, which is pretty darn cool. Um, so I digress. Ray Dalio, that's the big topic. Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio shows up uh, day one morning. And I'm like, holy crap. So I'm sitting there, I get a front row seat and it's a small room, there's only 200 people here. It's not big, this is a private, like invite only economic forum. Um, so we're there and I'm sitting like front row, Ray shows up and he's there in the person. And I don't know about you guys, whenever you meet somebody like famous, someone you've like wanted to see forever, it feels weird that they're like a real human. You know what I'm talking about? Like one of my biggest takeaways from having Ray 10 feet away from me at the, at the moment was like, oh yeah, he's just a human. Like he had kind of his floppy hair. Like he usually has, he seemed a little nervous to go. I could see him on the side. He's a, he seemed a little nervous to go on stage. I was like, oh yeah, he's just a, just a guy, you know? And the more I get around billionaires, they're just people. They're just like me and you, they put on their pants the same way. They have the same problems. They have, you know, back pain, like, you know what I mean? They just, they're humans and they've just figured out a few little things, but they're actually a lot like me and you. I was able to meet mo- a couple multi-billionaires at this, at this Greenwich Economic Forum. And they're just people like me and you. They just had a little bit of time. They've done a little bit extra work. They've been a little bit smarter, but it's not that crazy. Actually, uh, Ed Milet will talk about this. He's like, Ed Milet's approaching a billion dollar status. He's like, the only difference really from an average or people that are kind of successful to the crazy successful is about a 10 to 15% difference. It's not that much. It's not like it's double the output. It's literally about another 10 to 15% and me and you are there in the right direction, the right pace. And he goes, it's it's not that far away. We got to start retraining our brains. Think this way, anyways, Ray's there. I'm like, I'm like, man. So first takeaway was like, man, he's a, he's a, you know, he's just a guy, but also he mentioned some great quotes on stage. So we talked about obviously the debt cycle, what he's seeing right now. He's talking about uh, the threat of China. He mentioned a few quotes. I had them written down here. Um, he said, quote, number one, which I thought was pretty interesting. They kept asking about the, uh, you know, what's your crystal ball? Like, what do you think's going to happen, Ray? And he said, this guy goes, there's an old quote on wall street. He who lives by the crystal ball is destined to be crowned last. And, he, and people kind of laughed. He said, no, it's honestly true though. If you always are trying to live by the crystal ball investment, it typically doesn't play out very well. What you do is you diversify well with strategic bets. He said, you can diverse, statistically diversify away about 80% of your risk without losing any of your upside. Let me say that again. You can diversify away about 80% of your risk without losing your upside potential. She says, all the bets we make or investments, we diversify away as much risk as possible and leave as much upside potential as possible st- statistically. So that was pretty uh, pretty interesting. He said right now as well, um, we had another so different session after Ray, the CEO of, or CIO of Nuveen, which manages $1.2 trillion. I had to Google it like twice. I was like, I don't believe this. Anyways, she says something interesting. She said 25% of their clients' portfolios are in cash right now. Which was kind of interesting. And he said, Ray said this. He said, Cash currently is a relatively attractive asset class right now. which that was pretty interesting as well. I mean, the dollar is up 13% in the last three years, which is insane. We've had record inflation, record money printing, and the dollar is up 13% on the DXY. Now, that's again, it's compared to what, like all currencies are, compared to what? Well, compared to other currencies, compared to Bitcoin, compared to the SP 500, it's actually doing very well. He said, Cash is a relatively attractive asset class right now. Um, he says something in interesting. So then we kind of um, started talking about this from his book. If you read his book, he talks about internal conflict, external conflict, how the, the natural cycles of world superpowers. And He said this a couple of quotes I'll read directly countries where they have little inter, internal risk are fiscally balanced, they don't want to be in place of an international war. In history, neutral places and countries did relatively well with returns. So we were talking about a potential escalation of these wars around the world. He goes, if we can, if you look through history, the the countries that are neutral, <clears throat> countries that are, you know, just not involved at all in any of the wars, tend to do very well during the war period. So he says, right now we're actually looking at countries and investing in countries that are just neutral players in this kind of BRICS versus Western nations. This all this. climate that's coming right now. Hey, hey, guys, hope you're enjoying the show. Now, as you know, we don't run advertisements on this channel. We just spread this by word of mouth. So if you can, please rate and review the show. If it's benefited your life anyway, please drop that down below. I actually love reading them. I love seeing what people say and share and stuff. So if you guys can, if this show has helped you in any way, shape or form, please rate and review and share this with a friend or two that may benefit their life. We do this just to help more people understand this game that we're playing. Thank you guys so much. And we'll get back to the show another quote from Ray Dalio. So I'm just hitting you with quotes here. He goes, quote, we are risk of a civil war. We have irreconcilable value, excuse me, irreconcilable values between parties right now. So between the left and the right, there are, there are questions that just, we cannot come together on the LGBTQ gay and not gay LGBTQ rights. And letting kids get transitions, like they just left and right cannot agree. And just from a value perspective, they will not agree. Abortions, the left and right will not agree. Now we've had those fears, but they are becoming more and more intensified right now. Um, southern border right now, these, these topics, they are, they are totally value-based. It's not like it's a policy-based. We are now getting to value-based decisions where someone just sees things completely different. And that's why these two camps are getting so entrenched. Um, So these values between parties are questioned because the system is fair. Now, we are currently, it's getting worse because we are questioning the system. He goes, the problem is what happens when you have a civil war and internal conflict is when people question the system of decision-making processes, which whether you're left or right, I think both parties, the last two elections have agreed there has been election interference. They've said something along the lines of the election was rigged or election interference or something is going on. And so because of that, he goes, when you start to question the system, for example, we have the 2024 election next year. He goes, when you question the system, that is a heightened risk for civil war. Because when people can't trust a system of an election, for example, then you can't trust anything. Like if, if someone gets elected and we don't trust that they were actually elected, well, shoot, like. Everything's out the window now. If we don't actually believe that politicians were elected, people are of power there, the system is broken. We need to reinvent a new system. Now, the last election obviously was the Trump in January 6th. The previous election, it was Hillary Clinton blaming Trump on the Russian interference. Both parties have done this. The last two elections, 2024, I don't think will be any different. Hopefully they can fix something in the next you know, year and a half, but we will see. Um, he goes, in a game when you don't trust the rules or the referee, it's a very dangerous situation. I'll say that one more time. In a game where you don't trust the rules or the referee, it's a very dangerous situation, which I, I very much agree with. It is a dangerous situation. Uh, just talking this us for a second, the, the next election, 2024, if Biden wins, if it's, let's just say, currently it's Biden-Trump is the current, it might be different, but let's just say it's Biden-Trump. If Biden wins, the Trump supporters will be furious. You know, they stole the election last time. They're not stealing it again, Okay. If Trump wins, it will be mayhem on the other side. Oh my gosh, Trump, whatever, blah, blah. He, this guy, we should get him out. It's Remember when Trump won the first time? It was insane, okay? Whoever wins this next election, it is gonna be on the brink of civil war, in my opinion, okay? Additionally, we started to talk about external conflicts. Ray Dalio said, China-US relations are hitting breaking lines. He goes, we are hitting lines where we are not talking to each other anymore. US and China. We have hit a, we've had an economic war for the last, you know, let's call it eight years, six, seven, eight years. We are now hitting points where we are not communicating anymore. We are pulling away. We are, China believes we are, which was happened, they were in lockdown for so long. Companies are now leaving China, going to other places. China believes that's the US's fault. We've done a trade war. Uh we've done we pulled out all chip manufacturing from China. I mean the US has done a lot to decouple from China over the last, let's call it four years. Um And he says, this is hitting breaking lines right now, which is a pretty interesting kind of glim look from Ray. He ended up though with positivity. He said, you know, we are seeing a lot of increase of productivity. He goes, you know, a lot of people think we should have been in a recession right now. Um, We are not because it looks like companies are resilient, are working hard. They're actually increasing productivity for over GDP has grown. We are growing GDP. We're actually innovating our way out of a lot of problems right now. And that might save us. Um, He goes, hopefully we can, you know, calm some of these, Ir- irreconcilable differences in the, in the political system and hopefully figure out the referee and the rules of the system. Um, but that was kind of his take, which I was pretty interesting. So Ray finishes his talk. Hope was that valuable? Hopefully that was valuable. I wanted to share it at least get it, get it on record. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Finishes a talk. And then they escort him off stage. Now there's only 200 people here. So I'm like, man, I let's go see if I can meet him. And so I stand up and I kind of walk out of the hallway and turns out every like 30 other people did the same thing. And they all, a bunch of people are out in the hallway. They're trying to get to talk to him. And there's a little place for pictures. So Ray starts taking pictures with people in front of this little stand. I was like, okay, so he's going to be there for a minute. There's a little bit of line and he's being nice about it. He's like, oh yeah, I'll take pictures and stuff. So I said, I'm going to go get a gift. Now me and Lincoln, I'm giving you backstory. We, uh, we had done some research on Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio is a big hunter. He likes hunting, like outdoor hunting. And so we uh, we were like, man, what would we, what could we give him a gift that would like like this? So we had a guy custom make a like hunting knife. It's a woolly mammoth knife. It's been sitting on my shelf for like last year. Cause we had it pre-made, we didn't, we were gonna send it to him. We didn't have his right address. We didn't know what to do. So we brought it with us, just maybe we should use it. And so I was sitting there, I was like, you know what? What if I got to lose? I got one chance to meet Ray Dalio. Let's give him this gift. And so I go up to my room, I get this gift. And it's in a beautiful box. It's like this custom made woolly mammoth. It's a one of one custom made knife. And so I go down in line and I'm waiting in line with this big box and I'm like, okay. And I, guys, I um, I meet a lot of people. I meet pretty successful people, people with big social media fangs, whatever. I don't really get phased that often. I was scared to death. My hands were shaking. I mean, I was like jittery, okay? And I'm sitting in line, and then Ray's got like five security guards around him. And I, I make eye contact with the security guard, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, I probably should tell you what's in this box, right? So he comes over and he's like, yeah, what's in the box? And I said, it's a knife. And he gives me this weird look. He's like a knife, and I said, "Yo, it's a gift. It's a hunting knife. It's for Ray. It's a one of one, custom made woolly mammoth with this steel. It's really cool." And he goes, "Can I see it?" So I go, yeah, "Yeah, like you can see it." So I open it up for him. I'm still in line waiting, to talk to Ray. I open it up for him. I show him the knife. It's a beautiful knife. And he goes, "Okay." He goes, "I goes, I don't need to touch it. I can give it to you, and you can show it to Ray if you're worried about it. I don't care. I just wanted to give them this gift." And he goes, "No, no, you can hold it, but he goes, he goes, uh, just don't touch the knife." I said, "Okay, yeah, I won't touch the knife." He goes, "If you touch the knife, it'll end up in your throat." And I said, okay, yeah, I'm not touching the knife. <laughs> and, and we kind of laughed nervously, you know, together, but it was like, he was like serious about it. So I was like, okay, I'm not touching the knife. So <laughs> um, anyways, the line kind of w- dwindles down a little bit. It's finally my turn to talk to Ray. Now, every person that's talked to Ray so far, I was watching the line. All of them ran up like fanboys. Oh my gosh, Ray, blah, blah, blah. Like, can we get a picture? Okay, a little selfie. Okay, thanks Ray, bye. And they didn't even treat him like a human. Like it was so actually strange. Um, little note, if you ever network with somebody or meet someone, like treat them like humans, people want to be treated like humans. Like these the, people are mobbing him. Like sign my book, Ray, really? Okay. Picture. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. And they just leave him. And I was like, what are we doing? So anyways, my turn to come to Ray, I walk up to Ray kind of slowly. I say, Hey, I put my hand out I say, Ray. I want Good to meet you. I want to say thank you. From our community, we have about sixty thousand people that are emerging fund managers in our community that are launching funds, and I just want to thank you for inspiring us from your books, all your stuff. Like all of us, we look up to you to one day like run a fund like you've run. And your principles books have been incredible. I just wanted to say thank you for what you've done. And as that, and he kind of and he kind of looked. He's like, "What's in the box?" And I said, "Oh, we wanted to, our community wanted to give you a gift for your service, what you've done. So here's a gift from our community to you." And I said, it's a, it's a, I said, Ray, you're a big hunter, right? He's like, oh yeah, I love hunting. And said, this is a, this is a custom one of woolly mammoth tusk, like knife that was made just for you from our community. We wanted to give it to you. Let me open it up for you. We kind of opened the box together and he, he, I mean, he, his face lit up. He was like, wow, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This is so nice of you. And I just said, oh no, you know, just, I want to thank you again. And he goes, uh, Bridger, I want to send you a thank you gift. And I said, no, don't worry about it. I don't need a gift, like this is just for you. Like, no, he goes, Bridger, no, I really wanna send you a gift. And again, I said, no, I, I don't need a gift. I just wanted to give this, and he goes, Bridger, no, I'm sending you a gift. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll, accept, I'll accept your gift. And he goes, well, yeah, you can talk to my guy over here. And, and he kinda of said, well, tell me more about your business. And I said, well, you know, we launched 130 funds last year. It's a company called Fund Launch. We help people launch investment funds. We help them with the SEC and compliance and raising capital and all this kind of stuff. And, and his face, he was like, wow. He was like, that is amazing. Um, and I said, Ray, I just, I, you know, I don't need anything from you. I just said, thank you so much. And I want to just thank you for all you've done for, for us. And I go, I run a fund now and it's just been great. And he goes, man, thank you so much. And we just had this like really sincere moment together. It was really just, it was a beautiful moment. And I said, okay, well, Ray, I know you're busy. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to your, is this your guy over here? He said, yeah, that's my guy. I said, great. And I want to thank you so much. And I'm leaving. And then Ray goes, Hey, do you want a picture? And I said, sure, I'll get a picture. I didn't even ask for a picture. And so I, yeah, I'll get a picture. So I gave a guy my phone and then we got a picture. That's the picture I post on like Twitter and social media and stuff that you guys saw. And then I went over to the side, I said, thank you, Ray. We kind of left and then he talked to somebody else. I went and talked to his head of PR, which is great. We talked about actually Fun Launch Live. So hopefully we can get him at Fun Launch Live, which would be really cool. We'll see. Um, and we talked for a minute and had a little exchange and it was great. And I, I uh, left, I was shaking. While I was talking to Ray, my hand, my right hand was like jittering. I mean, I have not been that shook talking to somebody in a long time. Um, I left on this high, like, oh my gosh, it was insane. And then two or three people came up to me, like right there, I was like, man, it's like, you guys, it seemed like Ray loved your gift. You guys really connect. I was like, yeah, I guess it turned out good. He's like, wow, man, you killed it. And I was like, oh, thank you. And, um, I think actually we really did have a good connection. It was, it was awesome. And, um, anyways, Ray then left They I I saw them take they like his, his, his little, his guy with him took the gift with him and everything. And we've, we've emailed back and forth a couple of times now. And so anyways, it was pretty cool. Um, pretty cool experience meeting Ray. And, um, but I took away from that experience. Like, you know what, these are just humans. They're trying to do good in the world. And it's fun to be with people that are kind of on the same, you know, frequency. And, uh, it was a really, you know, crazy moment. And, Greenwich Economic Forum was a fantastic event. And um, I hopefully that can be a takeaway for today's episode is like when you meet people that are, you know, big, successful, even about like whatever, somehow having status alignment and have being really sincere actually goes a very long way. For people that are famous are always getting, you know, mobbed by people or whatever. When you have a like, sincerely compliment somebody, even if they're complimented every day, they're famous, like great. people really love that and really take it home. And when you can be sincere and really talk and share, and I didn't ask him for a thing. Everyone else was asking, can you sign my thing? Can you get a picture? Like they're always asking him for stuff. I did not ask him for a thing. I just gave with nothing in return. And I wanted to just build a relationship and it actually turned out pretty well. It was pretty cool to meet Ray. Like, you know, my, this hand, this hand shook Ray Dalio's hand, which was pretty cool. Um, so it was phenomenal. So you guys are amazing. Um, see you next episode. Peace. Hey, what's going on, people? Hope you're enjoying the show. This is Bridger Pennington here. So if you've liked the show so far, if you're more of a visual learner, we actually post almost all of these to YouTube. So if you go look me up, Bridger Pennington on YouTube, we're there and we actually have a ton of different content on funds and different business structure and strategy stuff that we kind of don't touch on on the podcast, but are more visual-based stuff. So if you're a visual learner, go to YouTube and go check me out, Bridger Pennington on YouTube. With that, we'll get back to the show. Thanks, guys.